Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 24. Now, winter is here, whether we want it or not, and a lot of us will probably be thinking of going out into the backcountry. So I have reached out to some of the experts. You've heard from a few of them today. We have a new one to find out what they put in their pack. Let me introduce you to episode 24's guest that we will be dropping in with. She has a passion for the outdoor life. She, this will be her 17th season in the mountains. She's someone you can try to catch up to on a snowboard, but dang, she's fast. So you probably won't. (laughs) She's very handy and she just finished building from scratch her own home. She's filmed with Red Bull, TGR, Standard Films, Peep Show, and Runway, just to name a few. She's won the 2017 and 2018 Transworld snowboarding women's video part of the year hello she knows what's up in the backcountry this backcountry snowboarder daughter mother to stella her dog friend surfer snowboarder home builder she makes snowboarding look easy let's find out what's in robin van Jin's pack okay robin van Jin, are you ready to drop in i'm drop already dropped in <laughs> Okay, so we start with rapid fire 10 questions. You have not seen these. Oh, Are you ready? I think so. Okay, you've shared on Instagram that you've been building a home. What was the hardest part of the build? Sealing the windows. Interesting. Mm. I know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of this like crazy foam, but if you haven't used it before, you tend to like, it grows. Oh, like, like the, uh, the mono mono foam, get yeah. the mono mono, get the mono mono. No idea what you're saying, but it's a really nice song. And I like, oh. <laughs> no, okay. I may have just it's, dated it's myself. This, it's like this, the stuff you put in windows and you basically put the foam in the crack, right? Yeah. But then it expands, but right. it expands a lot. Okay. And so I actually had to do it. I, I did it twice because I did like way, like way too much and then I had to trim it and then it was just like coming out it was just bad and then I had to do it again I forget why I had to do it again oh because we hung the right the window the wrong way (laughs) yeah the windows they're hard into it well think about it okay you cut a hole in a metal box there's nothing for the windows to attach to yeah no you have to build a frame anyway I mean, hardest part. I don't envy that job, but I love the I outcome. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's great. We really love beautiful. It. <laughs> okay, Thanks. number two, um, you 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 pretty much are in Whistler a lot. So Whistler mm-hmm. or Blackcomb? Oh, definitely Whistler. <laughs> I love that answer. It makes me so happy because I'm just a Whistler girl through and through. But I do yeah, ride I mean, Blackcomb. It is what it is. Everybody's like, there's so much traversing on Whistler. I'm like, not if you know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's It just makes more sense. Anyways. Okay. Number yeah. three, would you rather hike or take a chairlift? I mean, depends on what you're hiking. 
chairlift. Okay. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> Chris, would... it, d- it depends on what it is. I know. I know. Well, I don't know. Like, it's just chairlift. you're choosing a day. You're just choosing a day. Chairlift. Any Let's day. Go. I'm definitely going to take a chairlift up the mountain yeah. other than hiking. Hiking. Okay. <laughs> Number four surf, skate, or snow? If you could only choose um, one. No, that's not fair. <laughs> that's a yeah. good answer. You don't have to choose. You don't. You're right. I do not have to choose. That is not a realistic question. Next. <laughs> Number five. Where's your favorite place to snowboard? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Different. It's like you want a different mountain for different things. Mm-hmm. You know, no place is perfect. This is true. Um, I love Mount Baker on Pow Days. Yeah. Um, I love Bald Face in Backcountry, like when I want to be mellow. And then when I want to get like, you know, when I want to get spicy, I want to go to Alaska. There we go. You're talking so, to the yeah. girl that grew up in Whistler and moved to California to snowboard. So R- right, right, don't, right. Don't worry. <laughs> I did always wonder. I'm like. You ride for Mammoth. It seems crazy. I, I know. know what happened. <laughs> I love. Well, nowhere's perfect, and it's cloudy here nowhere's a lot. Nowhere's perfect, and it is. I knew what was up at that time. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, number six: heli or cat? Ooh, split board. Oh, this is a fun rapid fire. Okay, number seven. What's the first thing that you do to relax after a day's riding? Uh, stretch. Yes. This is true. How, number eight, how difficult was it to, I want to say, um, oh God, water ski, but it was snowboard ski. Oh my God. Water. Actually, yeah. so easy. What? Yeah. Did you get it, it the first really, time? We, well, okay. So we dock started, right? Yeah. And I lost the Rochambeau. So I had to go first. Yeah. And I put on, I had a wetsuit, a life jacket. Yeah. Um, and then all my stuff. Cause I was actually afraid that we were going to sink, you right. know, I was right. like, Oh, what if it doesn't float? Um, but you know, hit the gas. Giddy it up. was fine. The first time I went off, like landed on my board started going but we weren't going quite fast enough so I just like bogged and went in yeah uh, but the second time I was just like okay go faster <laughs> and it was super easy I was like okay how come nobody has done this I don't know and we went on the internet looking for people who were snowboarding behind a boat yeah Not couldn't find it now I think if you actually had a bit of practice you could you could like- really go for it and, and turning was, and that was fine. Turning's hard because there's no fin. Copy that. Right. So it's flat. So like turning, you know, it was sketchy. It was like, tried to do like a spray or a long rooster. T- it just doesn't really hold an edge Okay. or any sort of anything. So yes. um, yeah, anytime we tried to do anything, we ended up swimming. <laughs> But everything floats. Wicked. Snowboards, bindings, boots, they all float. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't try it at home, <laughs> listeners, but don't it's fun it. to watch. <laughs> it was it was it was actually like raining sideways and then like 
clouds just parted and we were like, let's do it. Dude. Wild. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. It was funny. Number yeah. nine, would you choose a cliff drop or a pow line? Hmm. How about a cliff drop and a pow line? You are just on point. Yeah. Sorry. No, I like it. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're totally not wrong. Just Num- creating my own answers. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. None of those things. None, none of the above, all of the above. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> <laughs> number 10 okay this is random what's your favorite holiday mm, christmas yeah i love christmas look i have a tree night nice. oh that's gorgeous did you get that in the backyard i got it close to the backyard very nice very and then nice. you can see my sewing machine yeah can see- we're, we're sewing stockings <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're like yeah. the freaking well, Santa's workshop right there. I know. It's, you know, I, I like to not work on the weekends and make an exception here because this doesn't really work for friends. Um, and so I kind of fill my time with arts and crafts and yeah. snow, we've been snowboarding every day. So that's yeah. nice. I got my first yesterday day was up. tree day. I had a, oh, really? a smile like ear to ear with the whole face mask on. I was like, I swear, I'm like the happiest person ever under here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. It, it was good. I was there for the first uh, two weeks of uh, Mr. Black Home opening. Yeah, yeah. It was oh good. God. So good. Yeah. Okay, okay, thank you for doing the rapid fire. Now we're going to get serious and we're oh. going to figure out okay. what you put in your pack when you go mm-hmm. out on a day. Okay. So, so give us a, an idea of just like what, what's in there, man. What's in there? Yeah. Well, I was going to give you a couple different scenarios because it yeah. really depends on what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, I'll give you the first day. So let's say you're at the Mount Baker ski area and you want to hike out of bounds or mm-hmm. say Whistle Black Home, you want to hike out of bounds, but you don't need verts. You don't need a split board. It's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. So... I think for that, I'll just turn my camera around here. I I can't figure out how to do that. Here we go. Boom. Okay. So for that. You crushed it. You want to have a super light pack. This pack is too big. You probably want 20 liters max. Okay. Yeah. And all you need for that is water. Okay. Mm -hmm. Probe. Probe. Shovel. Shovel head. Shovel and snack. That's literally it. What was that snack for the listeners that will not be able to see that? That's so peanut butter. I saw you pull that out um, on like an Instagram story or it was in one of your photos. And I was like, I didn't know those came in snack form. Yeah. Brilliant. They don't. They don't. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. They Me, don't. Okay. So no, they don't. My sister, um, she's the founder of Fatso mm-hmm. and, uh, and owner and all of her trade shows got canceled. Okay. And so these were all going to expire. Oh. And so I got them. <laughs> I was like, can I have these? She's like, yeah. I was like, these would be perfect for my backcountry bag. So boom. So I'm, no one I'm else will ever season. get those, but maybe that'll be a new product. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. A um, couple other things that you do want 
are a tool mm-hmm. and of course a knife. Whoosh. That's a that's a handy dandy knife there. It's James Brand. They're my fave. I'm kind of a knife girl. Well, you which do is weird, but you do do a lot of things. I do do. I do do all the things. <laughs> um so yeah, that's like a that's day like a, pack. A day pack off the hill. Yeah, like if you like for for instance, if you go up Mount Baker or Whistler and you plan on you know, riding inbounds a little bit and then like, okay, it's looking pretty good. You know, then you want to go out of bounds a little bit. This is all you need. You need just the essentials and you don't want to be bringing more because you have access to the resort still. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number one. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So then we can move up to, let me see. Here I am again. (laughs) It's my Christmas tree. (laughs) um then we can go to touring so touring's different um and it really depends on how far you're going to tour but let's Mm -hmm. say you're going on a day tour so you're just going to go up the duffy for a day and then come back down to your car um you're not going too too far maybe you'll summit maybe you won't um yeah so again backpack I always take this 30 liter bag because it just like, I don't know, having a, having a really tight bag, like stuffed full of stuff, it gets really annoying when things get wet. Yeah. So you just want a little bit more space. I love this bag. It's got pockets here. Um, it's got pockets here. It's got a pocket here for like, you know, goggles. Yeah. Um, that's it nice also to has have this, like, to keep those separate. Yeah. It's also got this really nice radio thing okay where you can radio thing radio <laughs> so when it's on your person we'll yep. just put it on i'll show you <clears throat> we lost robin <laughs> haven't I'm there back. you are <laughs> so, so yeah like it we, we did um talk i talked with um julianne chapman and and one thing that we talked about in her pack because she's a snowmobiler was all yeah. her ways of communication so is that just Mm -hmm. one of your ways of communication is this radio this is this is one and comms are probably the most not the most important but up there top three for sure yeah um but i really like to have it accessible Mm -hmm. so that you can be in the middle of a line or you know and you're just you can talk easy boom like that yeah right you know that's right by your breast important on top of your heart yeah. So that's important. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. That's a really important one. And the one thing we forgot in the first day is you need a beacon. No. <laughs> yes. First and foremost. What kind of beacon do you use? I have a um, Mammut. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to remember where it is. That's okay. Like, that's okay. <laughs> we know we need it. Everyone should have a beacon. You gotta have it. You and have don't it. just and have, have it, practice one. it. <laughs> yeah. So if you um have gone in the backcountry in the past and you know you're it's been a few years and you grab that old beacon, you want to go back, think again because the technology has gotten a lot better. And yeah. now most beacons have three antennas, which are way better the technology is just awesome when we're talking about like accuracy and the availability to 
um, easily find multiple beacons. So that's really important. I would say that if you have an old beacon, time to upgrade. Yeah. And then once you've got that new beacon, learn it inside and out. So it doesn't mean that you go one time to the parking lot, you bury it and you search for it where you kind of know where it is. You need to do, you know, I would say every season I try to do four or five Mm -hmm. different kinds before I even go. Yeah. And then when I get out in the backcountry, we usually practice a little bit and we pretend that it's real. You know, it's like, don't pretend like, oh, we're just searching. Yeah. Oh, I know where it is. You know, like. This is like life or death and, and you have your friends in your hands and they have you in their hands. So it's definitely something to take serious. One thing that I didn't touch on in your intro is uh, your snow science. How far are you in your snow science? Like what Um, courses have you taken? Well, are you a guide? um, I just got, I've been a guide for a long time. (laughs) I'm not like an ACMG guide, but, um, yeah, I just finished my CAA two. Okay. Um, which you would take, let's say your, um, flow chart for learning would be, um, op or let's say Avi one. Everyone should take that. Everyone should take that. That's like very basic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then operations one, which is, they actually call it uh, CAA one. So level one. Um, yeah. And that's more operation based. And then uh, from there you take, you go get experience guiding mm-hmm. in, in the field, working with clients, um, cat skiing, slipboarding with other guys, you get a mentor um, and you start logging um all your days and you keep track of all your pits. Like I had four full guidebooks before I even applied. Amazing. Um, and you do have to submit your guidebooks to uh, apply for the CAA two program. But before you do that, you have to take advanced search and rescue. It's called the ABSAR course. It's mm-hmm. awesome. If you're um, into the backcountry and you want to do more out there, I would suggest that it's a really, really great course for everybody. It's like really how to hone your skills in rescue, Mm -hmm. um, companion rescue and, um, also like big scenario rescue. So you could be on a Avsar team. So a search and rescue team. Um, and then you take intro to weather. So you learn a bit more about weather and how to, um, interpret what's coming in, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so you really have a bigger, broader grasp of how the weather is affecting the snow and how that affects your ability to be in it. Yeah. Um, and then you go to CAA two, which is a three module course. Um, and it took me three years to complete. So module one is more classroom. Module two is in the field and mod three is mostly just an exam. So I finished that last year and now I'm working on different certs. Um, I'm going to apply for the ACMG program this year. Wicked. It's it's so good yeah. for people to know how much studying actually goes into knowing what you're doing in the backcountry. And it and mm-hmm. and I respect you so much because I I know oh. how serious you take it and it's awesome. I do. It's awesome. I'm just trying I'm just trying to come home safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm simultaneously looking for my beacon. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need it too. I know. Like, dang, I just got to Glacier and, um, I unpacked it, but I think it's in my bedroom somewhere. Anyway. Okay. 
All get good. a good beacon. Good beacon. Um, the Berry Vox. Berry Vox. Um, Berry Vox S is a great beacon. Okay. Uh, Tracker 2, classic beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really user-friendly. Um, that would be, for anybody who's starting out in the backcountry, I think either the Berry, Berry Vox S, mm-hmm. um, which has a lot of advanced settings, so you can kind of set a baseline. You know, it's very easy to use that one also. Um, and then if you want to go into more advanced settings and learning more, that's a really good beacon. It's a bit more expensive, but the Tracker 2 is very easy to use. Um, so really friendly for people who are brand new to the backcountry or brand new to using a beacon and doing companion rescue. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people in the backcountry this season with yeah. nice COVID times happening. <laughs> it's yeah. just I think the bigger picture there, though, um, is... I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds really creepy. I think it's really great. <laughs> but I do because um, I feel like people are learning how to be outside mm-hmm. a bit more. And when people are outside a bit more, they learn to respect nature a bit more. And they start to care about it. Yeah. Meaning climate Respect change. it as well. Yeah. Like- so I, I think the bigger picture there is like, you know, let's be patient and um, help people learn how to go in the backcountry because really it's going to benefit all of us in the long run. 100%. That's why we're Mm. telling them what's in your pack. Yeah. (laughs) And it's actually perfect that you have a Christmas tree in the background because this will air Mm. on December 24th. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we were going touring. Yeah. Touring, (laughs) beacon, radio, communication. Beacon Shovel Probe are the absolute base of any sort of backcountry travel period. Yeah. And I, I don't even want to say that. I want to say beacon, shovel, probe, comms. Yeah. Communication, mm-hmm. super important. If you get into an accident and you need backup, if you don't have it or have no ability to have it, you're in deep to do. True story. True so, story. yeah, I personally have one of these. Garmin inReach. Yeah, inReach. Um, Chris has one of those too. Really, you, you can, yeah. Um, you can check the weather. You can use navigation. You can text your parents. You can text your boyfriend. You can text whoever you want. Yeah. Um, it has GPS. It has emergency under here. It's got this like little thing you pull back in case of emergency. Like a little, oh, right. A little like uh, right bat button some might say yeah, and you do you can't just buy this you gotta have a subscription right yeah so don't just buy this and be like i'm good yeah, yeah. and you have to charge it every time it's kind so. of like everything that's about to go in your backpack you don't just buy it to have it you need to actually practice yeah <laughs> yeah you do okay so um okay so we're going touring we got the big bag let's turn this thing around 30 liters uh, thir- well, yeah, I like 30 liters. Um, you can go to 20 if you want to run a bit lighter. Yeah. Um, I just like the space. I like having a little bit of space. Cool. So touring, boom, beacon shovel probe. Yeah. Uh, you got your Garmin and let's put the probe on there. Okay. Shovel. Same thing. You want water. Hydration. Okay. And you want a tool. Hello. Um, you want one of these. For sure. Oh, that's the the nifty headlamp. 
got to have it because yeah. you never know when you're going to be alpine starting or coming back in the dark. And if you mm -hmm. don't have it, you're going to be sorry. Yeah. So I put a mask in here because, you know, these are the times. You just got to have it. These are the times. If you're in the backcountry with people who aren't in your bubble, yeah, mask. mask Even time. though I'd probably just wear something like this buff. Like a buff, yeah. Like a buff. Um, okay, so we're going touring. I always have a lot of these. Oh, yeah. Heli ski straps. ski straps, yeah. Yeah, one thing I really like to do is I put it around my... Um, my probe you know to keep it tight yeah I don't love doing that but sometimes I do it depends on the bag this bag has a really good probe holder so I don't do it mm -hmm. but I never keep the probe in its bag it's because it's not when you need efficient. it it's not efficient yeah so you just want to be able to easy access that yeah um but I do use these to put around my poles so oh yeah um, that's brilliant and they're so good for other things that anything that may come up yeah. Oh, you can tie anything to your bag, your jacket, anything. Yeah. Anything you find. So Very these nice. are black diamond carbon fiber poles. Light poles. Yeah, they're awesome. I'd say um, don't you don't have to go carbon fiber. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people break these um, because if you're putting too much weight on your poles, they can snap. Carbon fiber tend to snap. But I also always put um, my poles with a ski strap yeah um there are a lot of like um telescopic poles that you can get that aren't carbon fiber i'd say if you're new to split boarding you're mm -hmm. probably going to be putting a lot of weight on your hands mm -hmm. so i would almost not go carbon fiber i've broken two pairs of those they're great if you know what you're doing let's say if you're starting out you're putting a lot of weight on poles you don't want these wicked want different ones okay um again the, the knife if you're just listening to this on on the podcast, it's it's a quite the reveal with the knife. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have the knife. Thank you. Um, on top of the Garmin for comms, I always have a radio. Yeah. Um, this goes in the top of my pack, and it attaches to that mouthpiece. Um, so that's important. Um, sunscreen always. Got to protect Salt skin. And stone. Yes. Um, What's up? What else? Lighter. Yep. Seems weird, but it always comes in handy, especially when you're burning TP. <laughs> That's like actually one of my pet peeves when people just leave toilet paper. Just, so I wouldn't even it. I wouldn't even take toilet paper personally. Oh yeah, I know. You can there's thing you can be, you know. I've had some resourceful. I've had to use some resources in the backcountry. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can always even, you can even use snow. I, yeah, it's very handy yeah. and it refreshing is. at the same time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so to go along with your like tools, you know, the things you may, may need. So here we got the tool, we got the uh, lighter, lighter in case you need to burn some rope or teepee or whatever. You got your knife. Yeah. And then I always have a little bit of duct tape. And so ah. um, this is how I store it because you don't want to bring the whole roll. So that's just wrapped around a pencil. Yep. So it's still the same width. It's just a, keeping a pencil in your bag, which I use for recording data for mm -hmm. my guidebook. Is that a waterproof so, pencil? It is, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's lead. 
with uh on sorry it would be like on the waterproof paper book yeah totally so that is in here okay, oh so what's in this this is, spiffy this is bag. my snow science kit snow science yeah so if i need to dig a pit yeah this is all the stuff you need so i have a loop the, and I usually put a string, shoestring around it so it fits on your neck. So that's to look at the snow particles. It's like a, a yeah. oh crystals. my gosh. What is the word I'm looking for? Magnifying glass. That's right. Thank that's you. Right. It's called loop. Loop. doesn't really work on the phone when I put, so <laughs> I put this in my, around my neck when I'm doing a pit. Cool. Um, got my guidebook here. This is actually one that I had from a course, but. And, and that all... paper is waterproof, um, correct? Yeah. It's called a right in the rain. Yeah. I think that's so, so you... cool. I don't think many people know that. They don't? I don't. Well, I mean, if you're new to going in the backcountry, that there's waterproof paper because of... obviously it's snowing when you're – it could be snowing when you're out there. Yeah. I know you need to have waterproof paper. Yeah. It's called a right in the rain. It's important. Um, I ha also have this guy, which is um, – you know, this is where you kind of put all the, the crystals particles. on yeah. to look at it. Yeah. Okay. And it's got all the descriptions at the bottom. Cool. Obviously, you're going to see. <laughs> and it's, then this is a size, right? So this yeah. tells you these little squares tell you what size it is. So it's like a black back, measuring blue. little like, is that, is it metal? Yep. Yeah. So you would put the, you would put the snow crystals on it and see what size yeah, they just, are. And you kind of do one of these. So you put it into the snow. Mm-hmm. And you lift it up slowly, like just a little bit, like, yeah. Whoop. And then you tap it with your loop. Hold on, see if I can prop the phone up to do this. Hold on. <laughs> so you got your screen yeah. here. And then you kind of tap it. To shuffle the snow particles away. Yeah. To break them apart. And then you can look at them one by one. Yeah. So cool. So crystal screen, it's called. Crystal screen with your loop mm -hmm. slash magnifying glass. With your loop. And then... Always have a temperature gauge. Okay. In like, this, again, it looks like you would something you would put in a turkey. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> Chris had this thing he put for um, uh, in his water and it looked like a turkey baster. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So it's pretty warm in here. <laughs> it's 20. It's 20 degrees. 19.8. Oh, there whatever. we go. Get that fire, fire going. Ripping. So you need that. And I usually have a little sheath for it too. So it doesn't get damaged or you're not really supposed to touch it. Okay. Well, so stop touching it. And I always have like a thin pair of gloves, which I forgot to pull out, but like the under layer gloves. Yeah. The, so you're always the thin gloves because you're never supposed to do any of this stuff without wearing the gloves. You don't, it'll heat this up. You'll get wonky results. Right. And right. That's right. tried and tested. Yeah. And then lastly, I've got a ruler, which I don't, I, I've been using this bag for a while and it's been pretty annoying the size, but for some reason I like it. So I've got a ruler to kind of help me build the pit. Yeah. And to kind of measure where the snow layers are, how deep they are. How, um, how long does that ruler go? It's a fold out ruler. Let's see. Should be two. Yeah. 200, two meters, two meters. Yep. Nice. And that's nice. pretty standard. And again, with a probe, um, it really depends on where you live mm -hmm. in what snowpack uh, and what kind of probe you will need. Because like on the coast, 
you know, you kind of want to have like a 200 and up at the very least. Okay. Um, there's 300 centimeters. So, um, yeah. Cool. That's All the knowledge. You're just like full of knowledge. It's, it's amazing. So special. Well, the, the thing is, is you never can really know it all. Yeah. So it's like, you can pretend like you have knowledge, but really in the scheme of things, we know nothing. <laughs> We're always learning. Yeah, we are. Um, another good thing you need to have yeah. is a saw. Yes. See if I can open this without. And is this, this is different than uh, the saw that may be in your um, shovel. If, um, I don't know if you have no, one in your shovel. I have, you know, I do. It really depends on what you need a saw for, but this one is not a saw that you would use for digging a pit. You can use it. Yeah. Um, but they have these, they have these, uh, it's really hard to do things with one hand. I know you're doing a great job. (laughs) (laughs) There's a saw in here. Hold on. Let's do this. There we go. Nice. So this one is more for like cutting trees or, but you can cut a pit with it, but it's got to be 30 centimeters long to cut a pit. Okay. So this is not it. Not 30 centimeters. You can't, you can't do much with this, but uh, they do have some shovel or some saws that come in here that are long enough. Cool. So, but usually I have like a G3 saw and it actually doubles as a crystal screen. It's got all the things on it. So you can use it to cut your pit and then yeah. also to do that. Get it. Oh, but it's funny cool. because this doesn't do like that, that saw, the other one that I was yeah. talking about, that one doesn't do the job. Like it won't really cut through a tree. If you're making a heli landing, like an LZ or a PZ where you would, you sometimes need to cut little trees away Yeah. Um, to be able to get picked up or dropped off. Right. Um, so this one, that one doesn't really do the trick. This one will do the trick. Okay. So most guides will have like a bigger, a bigger, big daddy saw. <laughs> game on. Yeah. Game on saw. This one's <laughs> a good one, but you know, Wicked. there's different saws out there. Yeah. Different saws for different things. And if I can figure out how to put this back together. Okay. It's like you're, um, it's like you're in Kill Bill right now. I know. I'm like, like, what am I doing? Anyway. Wicked. Moving on. Moving on to the next thing. Moving on. So we went touring. A couple things that you will need still are sunglasses. Gotta have them. Protect the eyeballs. Yes. Um, Coffee. Yes. Imagine going snow blind in the backcountry. Yeah. You can burn your eyeballs really easy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, coffee. Always, or you're a coffee yeah, drinker. Coffee. Oh, big time. Okay. I can't drink coffee. Why? You don't want to see me on coffee. <laughs> You've I seen me not on coffee on... and people are like, you, you need to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> always have a couple of these to kind of keep you going. And what are those? You know, it's just like an electrolyte tab. Yeah. You know, keep yourself hydrated and alert. That's a big one. Awesome. Um, these two, these three things always good <clears throat> so, for a good hike. So this would be some toilet paper, toilet paper, two tampons. All the girls so far had said tampons and a hair elastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't like, always. I, it was so funny. Um, 
Aaron and uh, Aaron Hogue and Julianne were like, tampons great for making fires. Really? Yeah. I've never tried to make a fire. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna yeah. make a tampon fire. Um, yeah, I I had never said the word tampon so much as I did in Julianne's video. Um because <laughs> she's like, Yeah, you just dip it in some gas and then you're good to go. Oh my god, genius. Fire. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I would say one other thing I would pack in a splitboard bag is a ice axe. An ice axe. Usually you're trying to summit something, right? Okay. Not all the time, but sometimes. And if you need to and it gets hairy up top, which it always does. Yeah. Ice axe. Wild. So. That's a full pack, yes. mama. Yeah. But you know what? If you're fishing about it, it will fit in there. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the it poles will fit. go on the outside. Some, some things go on the outside and th- some things go in your jacket. Yeah. It's personal preference with the poles. I put the poles on the outside. Yeah. Um, and what about like but- extra goggles and uh, extra gloves? Mm, not your jam? I don't know. Okay. I feel like it's overkill. I think if – I usually just bring one pair of goggles, one pair of gloves. Yeah. Unless I'm snowmobiling and I have space, but I like to travel light in the backcountry. I don't want tons of stuff. Fair. Totally fair. So um, – Wicked. Yeah, that's – So for snowmobiling – and I would always have a GoPro. I've got my head mount. Yeah. Just got it. Um, and then for snowmobiling, again, you can bring so much more. So we do. Yeah. It's like, it's like that lunch, the lunch is so big. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like coffee, water, sandwich, soup, snacks, fruit. What's your (laughs) go-to snack up there? Uh, I would say like trail mix. Mm -hmm. Trail mix is a big one. I think... I kind of like to stay away from a big, heavy sandwich for the most part. Sometimes I have soup instead. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes if I have a sandwich in the middle of the day, I get tired. Me too. I always think whenever, like, even if I'm on the hill and everyone's like, let's go in for lunch. I'm like, well, then the day's Uh, over. It's over. Let's get real. I'm going into a food coma and I love snowboarding, but we're done here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I really like, um, like a go macro bar. I love those. Nice. Um, I really like Lara bars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good food. I, I oh, usually snowmobiling. I'll always have a couple boiled eggs because that's like easy <laughs> on the go protein fat. You know, I love, I love that you say that because Erin Hogue, she's like, I'm like, what's your like snack? And she's like, well, boiled hard boiled eggs. And 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 I was like, yeah, man. I was the kid that went to like school with. Egg salad sandwiches, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. They're some like people, some really people good aren't into it. Protein, yeah. Some people that's are, fine. some people aren't. To each their own. More eggs for us. Yeah, yeah. Wicked. Um, okay, so snowmobiling. The one thing which is the upgrade is first aid gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that a good first aid kit doesn't need to be huge but you just need to have the right things. Um, you need to have gauze. You need to have um, a tensor bandage. You need to have two triangular bandages. 
you need a pencil, you need a notebook. So you can double your guidebook because if you're taking vitals, it's really important that you write those down because when your backup comes, they're going to want to know if that person's getting better, if they're getting worse. And that's a really important piece of information. Yeah. Um, Sam splint must have just to stabilize. What's a Sam splint? Uh, Okay, so a Sam splint is basically a thin piece of metal with foam on it. Oh, and right. So if you break your arm, you can mold it around your yeah, like around it to kind of stabilize um your limb. Cool. Yes. <laughs> stabilize your limb. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's always good to have a little bit of Advil, although yeah. usually that's for personal use. Um I don't really suggest giving any drugs to any other people because you can't know what their uh, allergies are. Yeah. Especially if they've had a head injury. Um, None of us have ever had those. Yeah. Yeah. I actually haven't. You haven't? Oh, good. Knock on that wood. Hey, yo. I'm knocking on all the wood. Yeah. I've had, I've Um, had, I've I've had had them for you. Concussion before. I've had one concussion before. Okay. Um, but it wasn't severe. It was mellow. But I know you've really struggled with that. Good. And also my really good friend Tora has really struggled with that. So. I know. Yeah. So I'm glad you guys are still here to We're kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> we are here. Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else um, that you want everyone to know that needs to be in the pack? Yeah. The, the snowmobile pack, you got to have crevasse rescue. First aid, crevasse rescue bigger snacks. Um, crevasse rescue is prussics, um, carabiners, locking, not locking and rope. Yeah. How long of a rope rope. do you normally have in your sled? Um, 30 meters. Okay. 30 meters of rope, I think is good. And you don't need like a huge thick rope, but maybe just like, I don't know, a couple millimeters. Nice. Yeah. Wicked. So insightful. Robin. So um, what I do is now I kind of like do a takeaway and obviously okay. you went into it three, three different scenarios, day trip mm-hmm. off the hill, what you need in that pack, day trip out in the back country, not on a, on a hill, but like somewhere else that you decide yeah. to go. And then mm-hmm. also uh, if you're on a sled and really the main, main, main things that you will probably mostly hopefully always have in your pack are a beacon, a shovel, probe, and communication. And food. And food. I love good snacks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, also survival. Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you so much for sharing all of this information. Where can our listeners and watchers, viewers find you online? Um, Oh, they could just Google, but, um, I recently did a piece with Travis Rice and Austin Sweeten, Blair Hobbinick in that stellar heli called pillow talk. Yes. And that um, link so is kinda... in your Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it is. could be. It is. Is it? Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. Good job. Good, Good job. Good. I'm glad somebody's on it. <laughs> and what's your Instagram handle so people can find you? At Robin Van Jean, R-O-B-I-N-V-A-N-G-Y-N. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for dropping in. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. You're the best. Have a good evening. Oh, the <laughs> okay. Bye, Mercedes. <laughs>
Follow Dropping In on Facebook and Instagram at Dropping In with Mercedes. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.